us through one of our, the kids, and that's uh, happened to me before. And uh, it was a big step of faith for me to go and approach you. I thought it was. And had him pray, and Colton said that the Lord had confirmed that he did have something to say. But he's very nervous, so I just want you to Like always, uh, thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to speak, and it's always a privilege and an honor um, and everything. And, you know, um, as I was preparing for this message, I really kind of looked around at our society in general. You know, we, are, we live in a day and an age where we want the answers right here and right now. We don't want to wait for it. We get angry when our... 4G doesn't work like it's supposed to. We're upset because there's not 5G. And, and that's the kind of world that we live in. We always think we should have something more. We should always get something better. And we should get it for nothing. You know, teenagers today, growing up, I know a lot of my friends growing up as a teenager... Got a brand new car, totally free. Their parents paid for everything. What happened? A month later, racked it, get a new one. Didn't matter. They didn't appreciate it. They didn't count the cost that came with that new car. Now, me, growing up, my parents was like, no, we're not going to pay for your car. You're going to get a job, and you're going to pay half the payment and pay all of the gas and half of the insurance. I appreciated my truck a little bit more than my friends did. I didn't go out and spin and out tires because, once again, that costs money. And, and we also go through life. We think we need the best job. We need to get a high-paying job without starting at the bottom. We shouldn't have to work our way up. We should automatically be giving of sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollar a year job just because of who we are, because of who my family is. We have forgotten the little things that we have to accomplish. And that's even in the Christian walk. We forget those little things. And that's going to bring us into what we're going to be talking about tonight. Being faithful in the small things. Because it's so small things that leads us to the greater things. Amen. 
God tells us, if you are faithful in the small, and you do what I've commanded you to do, then I'm going to take care of you. He's already prepared a place for us that's better than anything this world could ever provide. We just have to be ready for those small things. So as I'm finishing up my little intro, and I'm kind of shortening it down a little bit, but, no, just kidding. <laughs> but if you would like to turn into your Bibles, we will be looking at Luke chapter 16, and we'll be looking at verses 10 through 13. Luke chapter 16, verses 10 through 13. But as I was saying before, we think, and especially in our society today, we don't have to do anything but receive everything there is. You talk to half the teenagers and you ask them, when did they get a cell phone? What age did they get a cell phone? Most of them will say about five or six years old. I have kindergartners on my bus with cell phones. Seriously? A kindergarten? What do they need a cell phone for? I mean, seriously, they get on the bus, they go to school, they get on the bus and go home. They don't like it. I mean, they don't go on a field trip hardly. But yet, they are on cell phones every single morning. Now, what do they do to deserve that cell phone? They didn't work and pay the bills. So what are we teaching our kids? We are teaching our young people today that they don't have to do anything and it's just given. That's not the way God teaches us throughout the word. The, the way God teaches us in the word is that we work for things. Let's go on and look at cha Luke chapter 16 verses 10 through 13. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will who will give you property of your own? Then in verse 13, No servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will devote to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Dear and the Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you do for us. And we just pray that you would just anoint this word. That you would anoint my mouth to speak your word. And that you would anoint these ears to hear your word tonight. In your name we pray. Amen. Now a lot of times when we look at these key verses, we always go to money. But that's not the only thing that we have to be responsible with. Yes, if we want to be successful in life, we do have to be very smart with money. And the way teenagers think is the parents is made of money. 
And I, I, believe me, I, I thought my parents was made of money. I, re, I really learned very quickly in life how much money my parents really had. Wasn't much. But they did love me. They did take care of me. They made sure I had clothes on my body, shoes on my feet, food on the table. Not much more. I didn't get to just go hang out a lot of times unless I worked for it. But I want us to look at some key things that we as Christians can be a little bit to the point of not being faithful and losing our perspective on life. The first thing I want to look at tonight as far as being faithful in the small things is faithful in our prayers. This is one thing the youth heard me preach on a lot when I was kind of serving as youth pastor, is our prayer life. A lot of people expect God to give them things and give them answers to their problem, but yet they don't want to spend time with Him in prayer. They think coming down to these altars one time and, and crying and boo-hooing and snotting and running everywhere and everything should be handed to them. But it's not that simple. God wants a relationship with you. Yes. Not just a handout. He's not the government. Amen he wants a relationship with you. He wants someone that's going to be there to speak with him, and that shares their problem, but also listen to what he's wanting to tell you. Because a lot of times, he's there to give you the answer, you're just not listening. We're just too busy talking. Parents know this to be true as well. Here you are trying to give your kids the answers of life, but yet they're too busy talking while you're talking, so they can't hear you. That's a good time for parents to say amen there. But it, it's one of those things. A lot of times we are too busy trying to demand God instead of us listening to what God would have for us. So our prayer life is very important. We have to be faithful. And I'm not talking about the kind of prayer life that you sit down to eat and pray over your meal. I'm not talking about the kind of prayer life where you pray in front of others at church. I'm talking about a prayer life when no one else is watching. When no one else is seeing what you're doing. Are you spending time in prayer and seeking after God? Because one thing you've got to understand about being faithful in the small things, it's mean you're going to do it no matter if it's out there for everybody to see or behind closed doors. Everybody want to be out there to show the blessings of God, but no one want to put down the work when the doors are closed. You've got to put in the work in order to get anything out. Now God tells us in His Word that He gives us life, and He wants to give it more abundantly. All we have to do to come to Him. But He want to know that you're truthful. And that you're going to be faithful into giving your life to Him. Because a lot of times when we're in trouble, we're just going to say, God, I need you because I'm in this trouble. But yet when everything is worked out, we don't want to give Him the praise for it. 
then we get so boastful saying, look what I've done. I went through this trial. I went through this trouble. And now I'm through it. When God is the one that fought the battle in the beginning with. So being faithful into that prayer life, no matter if someone's watching you or if no one is watching you, being faithful to pray every day. Pray throughout the day and just spend time with Him. We need to be faithful in the studying of the Word. I mean, this is our blueprint. Just like we need a blueprint to build a building, we have our blueprint. It has all the answers that we need. God has given us those things. But yet, we don't want to open up the Word and study. Once again, we want to be able to come to church and let the, church, uh, the pastor spoon feed us everything that we need to know. It's time that we as Christians quit getting the, the formula and start getting to, into the meat of the word Amen. and studying it for ourselves and putting it into our life. Because a lot of the attacks that Satan throws at us is not when the church is around us. The attacks happen when we're away from the body of Christ. So if we really want to go into battle when Satan attacks, then we got to have the word in us. That way when Satan attacks, we can say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, you must flee. Because his name is above all name. Amen. I'm a blood-bought child of God. There's nothing you can do to harm me. And if you don't have the word of God, how can you know how to get on the defense when Satan comes to attack you? The little things of life. Being willing to get into the Word of God, to study it. Even when you don't understand what it's saying, get digging deeper. Find sources. Pray. What did I just say? Pray. Right back at number one. I'll tell you, it's great to be able to pull up stuff on the Internet. It's good to have... Uh, commentaries that you can go back and read stuff in. But it's also, if you truly want to know what God is saying, go to Him directly. Say, God, here's this passage of Scripture. What are you trying to tell me? And He can show it to you. Number three, be faithful in our tithes. Say, okay, Pastor Vincent, you had me until then. Now you're just like all those other pastors, all about the money. No, I'm not. But at the same time, it's a command that God's given us to pay our tithes, to bring our tithes into the storehouse for His work. It's not about building my bankroll. It's about doing what God has given us to do. A lot of people say, well, I would love to have my bank account a hundred times bigger than what it is so I can bless others. But are you blessing others with what you have? Once again, if you're not willing 
to be fruitful with the little things that you have? How are you going to be fruitful when you have more and it's tempting not to do it again? That's the biggest deal is a lot of people want to break in their finances. They want to have a breakthrough in their finance, but they will not give up the 10% to go into the offering. The little things. You know, I've, I've made the comment myself. I would love personally to be able to hand a missionary a check for $1,000, for $5,000. But at the same time, am I willing to give $5, to give $10 to a missionary? Because if we are not faithful in those small amounts, we'll never be faithful in the big amounts. Because something else will buy our attention. So in being faithful in the small things, Number four, be faithful with our words. You know, my grandpa used to tell me a story that every time he went for a loan, he never had to sign a contract. He lived in a small town. Everybody knew that uh, his family. All he had to do to, is go to the bank. Say, I need this much money. I promise I'll pay you in a week. Shake their hands. And it was a done deal. Because he was truthful to his word. Now, I never experienced that. I always had to sign a contract. <laughs> but it's the same thing. Be truthful in your words. This phrase rolls off of many Christians' mouth. Oh, I'll pray for you. But how often do you actually go back and pray for them? The small things. I had someone in my home just a night or two ago. And their family is experiencing a rough time. And uh, I started catching myself saying, I'm going to pray for you. And most times I do. I write it down so I don't forget. So I can go back and pray for them. But something just hit me. No, let's pray right now. So we just stopped everything that we was doing and prayed for that family right then and right there. When you tell someone you're going to do something, you need to be faithful and do it. Now, we all know we can make promises. I'm going to be at the church to help clean or help do this. Something can happen. But when 90% of the times you make your promises and you never keep it, then you have to examine yourself. If you're always looking, away, uh, looking for a way to get out of something that you told them you can do, you need to examine yourself. I've always been the other way. When I promise someone I'm doing if something comes up, I'm always finding some way to kind of put that off onto the back burner until I can get that done. Now, there's just sometimes you just can't, and that's life in general. But be truthful in your words. 
Sometimes the best thing to do, so you don't catch yourself in a lie, basically, is, no, I can't do that. That's better than, yeah, I'll be there at 9 o'clock Sunday morning and not ever show up. Be faithful in your words. And I'll tell you, kids are a good reminder of that one. You tell your kids you're going to do something, they're going to remind you till you do it. I had a had James, he was wanting to go to Chuck E. Cheese. And uh, we had a very full schedule uh, one week, and so we told James, next week we'll go to uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Monday came around, time to go to Chuck E. Cheese, it's next week. Guess where we went for lunch? Chuck E. Cheese. He was making sure I kept my promise to him. Now, James is five, but you know what kind of damage it could have done if I would have not kept that promise? And you wonder why so, so many teenagers today don't keep their word is because somewhere in their life, they've probably been told and promised things and it never happened. Or they've seen their parents make promise to other people and never kept it. Being faithful in the small things. Number five. Be faithful to our family. God has given us our family. And we need to be faithful to them. Even when life and work and all this other stuff go crazy. We need to be faithful to our family. And this is one that God has really been working in my life here lately. Because me and Brittany for the last month and a half has been going through some rough times. And we've been struggling in, in areas emotionally, physically. And it even started working on us a little bit spiritually as well. And I have to keep reminding myself at the end of the day. It's about our family. And I'm not just talking about me, my wife, and my two kids. But I'm, I'm talking about the rest of the kids that's in my house. And I've got to stay strong. And I've got to stay faithful and live out what I preach. In front of those kids. Because if I don't, if I'm not faithful in those small things, because, and, and my wife even brought this to my attention not too long ago, that I'm the world's biggest that will always tell people when they're struggling, hang on, keep your eyes upon God. He's going to bring the answer. But when this struggle first came upon us, I was like, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? And she's like, you preach it all the time. Hang on. Trust God. He's going to fight the battle for us. And he's been in that battlefield. 
still in that battlefield for us. And we're believing that everything's going to be taken care of. Be faithful to your family. Don't neglect your family. Not for your job. Not for the ministry that God's called us to. Because God also wants us to be with our family. And that's one thing that a lot of ministers a lot of time get really caught up into that we are ministers, that we are to lead the flock. But yet we can't even lead our own family sometimes. And we lose track of that. I can tell you, I'm guilty in that area. Serving as the youth pastor, I would be out a lot of times at night and my wife just had James for, their, uh, for our first child and I would keep on making promises. I'll be there, I'll be there without talking to her. And she's like, when are you going to spend time with your son? I'm like, when things slow down. But guess what? It don't ever slow down. Until you say, no, I need to go take care of my family for the night. I need to go spend time with my son tonight. And then I'll come back and help mentor you or whatever needs to be done. Being faithful in those small things. Number six. Be faithful to the calling God has for us, no matter how big or how small it seems to be. You know, it doesn't matter what God's called you to. It's a ministry. Whether it to be the pastor or whether it to be the song leader or youth pastor, children's pastor, custodian, janitor. Maybe it's to work out in the real world and Send money to the missionaries. Whatever your calling is, be faithful in it. Don't wait for somebody to give you a huge hand clap of praise or a big pat on the back, big bonus. That's not what we're in it for. When, when we answer the call that God has put upon our life, it's to do the work that God called us to do, to build the kingdom of God. Even if your job is to polish up the toilet every Sunday. Well, let's get down there and just praise God and scrub those toilets. Yeah, that's, that's not the greatest job in the world, but someone's got to do it. None of us should be too prideful to think it's below us to get down and scrub a toilet if it needs to be. I tell my kids all, all the time, and I don't like scrubbing their toilet. I don't use their bathroom. But if I have to, I have to. But I do try to teach them to do it right, so I don't have to. I'll be honest with you. But you don't have to be in front of everybody to do a ministry. I'll be honest with you. Some of the best ministry is back behind the stage. In the background. 
who sets up the chairs, who cleans the chairs. Who's here every time the door opens to make sure things are running the way it needs to be. To help out when the pastor needs something to be done because he's one man, he can't do everything. Now, as I as I served to be uh, was serving as a youth pastor at one of my former churches that I was at, I tried to do that role. As the youth pastor, I was the setup crew, the tear down crew, the entertainment director, and everything at once, and that's get very exhausting. So having someone to come beside you and to help you out is such a blessing. And it's a ministry to the minister. Right before I stepped down as youth pastor here, we was gearing up towards the spaghetti supper for Speed the Light to send monies to missionaries. And in the past, I'm the one that went and bought the food. I'm the one that cooked the food and set up and tore down. But I tell you, this year, I was sitting with Pastor, and I was like, I don't know what to think about this because I didn't have to do anything. Because it was being done. The youth was working and getting things done. Sister Jen done an awesome job of organizing. And uh, Sister Melissa done a great job helping out. And had even had some other volunteers that came in at the last minute and just put it together. And it blessed me. Because they saw the purpose. They see what God can do through them. You don't always have to be in the spotlight to receive the blessing God has for you. Number seven, be faithful in your time. We only have so much time in a day. We have to be wise and we got to be faithful with the time that we have. Make sure we're having that relationship with Jesus Christ every day. Spending time in His presence. Spending time in His Word. Speaking to someone about God and what God is doing in our life. When we're struggling, be honest about it. Allow people to rally around you, to pray for you, to encourage you. And then when you get through that valley and get through that trial, Start praising God for the victory and proclaiming that God done that victory, not yourself. Give credit where credit is due. And if we are faithful in the small, then the rewards is going to be far much greater, whether it's on this earth or after we make it to heaven, than what we ever could imagine. I've said this a few times that to people and I don't say this to brag but I say it because I I really truly feel this way 
everything I do, I try not to do for someone to say, Brother Vincent, you're doing such a great job. You're a great man for doing what you're doing. That's not what I'm in it for. At the end of the day, I want to know when I lay my head down that I know for that day that I've done everything I could do that Jesus Christ wanted me to do. Then the next day to be able to wake up and try to do everything that God's called me to do for that day. That way, when this life is over and I stand before Jesus Christ, I hear some simple little words. Welcome in, my good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. I don't care if I ever get praised on this earth. I don't, I don't care if I ever become rich and all that. Truly, I don't care. As long as I know I'm doing what God's called me to do. That's all I care about. Every eye bowed, every head, every eye closed, every head bowed. If our musician was to come back. Dear and Father, I just thank you for this night. This day has been kind of hectic in a way, and I'm sure it's not just me. I'm sure there's others that has had a crazy day today, Lord. But I'm glad that you gave us this day that we can spend just a few moments in your presence to let the craziness of today to just release, to just feel your presence. I thank you for this time of worship that we had tonight, of renewing of our spirit. But also just pray that we don't get into a hurry, that we will just spend the next few moments just to open our life and just to be faithful to you. To come to the altars, to make the altars at our seat wherever we need to. And that we would just truthfully open our hearts for you. You know every fiber of our being. You know everything that we deal with. And let us just hand it over to you. And refill us tonight, Lord. I feel like there's several in this room that just needs a refilling. That just needs a little bit of encouragement and peace in their life tonight. And so I pray that we would begin to open our hearts for you to take care of those problems. And give us that peace and comfort in our lives tonight. Very simply, altars are open. Make an altar at your seat, whatever. But first off, just search your life and make sure you are being faithful in those small things. Because if we're faithful in those small things, greater things are going to come out of it. If you feel like you are completely where you need to be with God, then start praying for someone else. Start praying for this community. Continue to pray over the building project. Pray for your family that don't know Christ. 
all of us have something that we can pray about and truly, truly just be honest and real with God for the next few moments. Just find a place and pray. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Vincent. That was a really good word tonight. Felt blessed by that and challenged by it, and uh, you know, just it it just ties in so much with the fact that the being faithful over the small things, so we can trust you more. You know, I was having a discussion today with uh, the Eshes and several, and we, you know, there's there's always challenges to God's kingdom, right? Because we're in this fallible body and our minds, and we we analyze and we think, you know, about you know how the church should run and all that. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that. Disciples are made by disciples, and the church is built by disciple-making. And the faithful small things are just literally letting the things that the Lord is putting in your heart, just like my son Colton tonight, who was scared to death to do that. And you know, I think the Lord was trying to tell him to do it, and the Lord had put on my heart to go say, do you have a word for the people? He goes, I do, but I'm scared. I said, will you pray, and I'll be over here to the side, and if you feel like you want to go through with it, and that's the Lord, then no pressure. I won't be disappointed. It's between you and God, but I'm here, and I know you'll need to come to me to get to the microphones. Just, you know, and uh, you follow through. And, you know, I can't imagine the terror at that age. I remember just getting up to play my trumpet, and I was last chair of 30 trumpets in band, right, Linda? You know? And they let me on the platform to play at church. How horrible that was for everybody to endure, right? Nothing like what Colton did tonight, but it, but... You know, we have all these preconceived ideas, but here's the awesome thing about God is when you step out and you're faithful, He just makes the way. The words, the, He prepares the heart, those divine appointments, and the joy and the wealth it brings into your, your spirit to invest what God is doing to you into someone else. And if we want those, these seats to be filled with people whose lives are being changed, not just be filled, then we need to think, hey, I can't just sit here and wait for someone else to do it. I can't sit here and just expect it to happen. I can't expect just to get a cell phone at age five. I had a visual in my head. I really did of all these kids, like little business people sitting there, you know, talking to people about their schedule and stuff on the way to school on the bus. Things are changing. Listen, you know, things in the kingdom aren't handed to us, and Vincent was right on with that. And I tell you, I'm out there every day on that project, pretty much. It's been a few days not that I'm out there. And I'm thanking God, I'm praising Him for walking around, but I'm just thinking about the heavy responsibility that is He's entrusting us with three times the space we've got now. That comes at a price. And God's grace is free. His salvation is free. But once you step into the Lord's army, there's marching orders, and you have a responsibility. And it's not just the financial side of it, it's the soul's. So you can't just expect that it's going to happen. You know, everybody, you just we have confidence because we know that God has foretold about new song and a spiritual son to Lynn and Jim, building the church, we all know that, and we can find this confidence in that and think, oh, yeah, God said it's going to happen, just going to happen, but he brought you and ordained you for such a time as this. As you are faithful in small things, he's brought you to a place where he can grow you and your family and, and bring healing to your family, and then that's meant to share with others. And so tag on to events this night be faithful in small things
finances, whatever it is, all those things, your family, it starts there, but then it's got to go somewhere after that. So what I'm excited about is if y'all will really, I mean, honestly, truly, if you'll commit to not me, but to the Lord tonight, that tomorrow morning, or if you go to the gas station tonight, or you go to Sonic tonight, or you go to the ice cream bar, wherever you go tonight, that you're not waiting another minute to be available for God to give you a divine appointment. Pray, God, give me a divine appointment. I guarantee you he'll come through. I guarantee you. A lot of mine happen when I'm not even asking for it. I'll pray something like, God, I just want to give you my schedule this week. You know, I'm getting stressed about it already. I want to give it to you. And he does, and I get stressed. Because he did what I asked him to do. Sometimes I feel like I'm the worst at all this stuff that I'm preaching to y'all. But we're, we're trying, right? All right. So it is after time. I'm going to dismiss you. Lord, thank you for these people. Thank you to, that we're not alone, walking this journey alone. Thank you for brothers and sisters of Christ, people who you can hug and, and know that they're there. Just like, Lord, the, the church being the bride of you, Lord, that... It's for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and health, except not until death do us part, but for practice now, for eternity later. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. All right, have a blessed night. See you Sunday. Is this Saturday the ladies' brunch? No, no, that was okay. All right, see you all Sunday.